are back and we are talking House of the Dragon, episode three, second of his name. Um, before we launch into what we thought about the episode, our reactions, etc., let's talk about what we're drinking and I will go around my little circle here as I see you. So Mariah, what you up to? What am I <laughs> what am I what drinking, drinking or what am I up to? Oh Well so what are you drinking, I'm... but She's clearly drinking something. What is it? <laughs> so I got the um, Cutwater Tequila Paloma. I know Sean has mentioned Cutwater before, so I gave it a try. Mm. I think I tried their Mule, and it was good. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah this, these are really tasty, the Palomas. Love What's a Paloma? Paloma? It's like a grapefruit with tequila. Mm. It's good. Yeah. And I don't like grapefruits, as is, but this way they're good. All right, Denise, what are you up to? What you drinking? I did not. I've not been feeling the best. I just grabbed another Oktoberfest Center of the Universe. I went out and got some more, and I'm having another one. That's what I have. This is the same from Trader Joe's. Yes, but it's a really good just everyday beer. So I went and grabbed another another little four pack for football weekend. So you went back. So you went back to Trader Joe's, but you didn't go back to the disappointment of the recommendations. You just went with your heart. No, the recommendations are still the same. So just grabbed Oktoberfest and kept it moving. <laughs> and also, I just Sounds realized right. I said a four-pack for a football weekend, and a four-pack is not going to get me through. And no, that also makes one me night. alcoholic. So I'm going to turn it over to David. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> football day. Um, I'm drinking... Well, I'm finishing the white wine that I started drinking when I was watching Big Foe um, in this semifinal match. But once I finish that, um, I'm moving on to another blood orange cider from Austin East Ciders. Mm, I love good cider. I forgot I had them. And then I went in my fridge and I was like, oh, where the fuck did these come from? But I got so fucked up Monday that Everything I had in my fridge has been just waiting on me. So <laughs> I was about to ask what happened on Monday, but it was a holiday, so that's enough of an answer, am I right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I ended up having to call to work Tuesday. It was wild. Um But David hasn't been wine drunk in a while, apparently. I have not. And, and I, I think since that one episode. I was at a winery that was on what used to be a Confederate battlefield. So I feel like their ancestors were just trying to get another one in. Because I, I, I had four glasses of wine and it wasn't like, I wasn't drinking like four glasses. It was like quarter, like this, like where it's at right now, like a little, you know, it's not full, like quarter glass. Yeah. I went, we went outside and I leaned against a car and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I leaned against that car and I realized that I couldn't, I couldn't unlean because, yeah, so... <laughs> This is this is the remnants of that, um, and then once I'm done with this, I get to just be done with that winery in totality. So it's not great, but you brought home the slave wine. What's up? You brought home the slave wine. I didn't know. I didn't bring it home. I don't, I don't know how it got here. It was someone it was, brought it home. Got home. I woke up Tuesday. Somebody bought the, the wine. Amber and I both looked at each other. What the fuck is this doing here? So it might it might be one of those things where this is the start of a horror movie. 
I was about to say, you haunts my house from now on because I'm drinking this shit. You're in a Jordan Peele movie and don't even know it. Yeah. Yep. I feel like there's a story as to how you got to that winery. Like, it uh, seems like a bold choice from the outset. One of her friends was having a birthday party or something. And I didn't I didn't know it was like a Confederate winery until we saw, we got there and I started looking at like all the, I guess, I don't know, not, not decorations, but memorabilia and stuff they have in like the cases. Mm. And I was like, man, that's a lot of Confederate names. And then I was like, oh, they're not talking about them in a negative light. This seems like a memorial. <laughs> Then it got weird, cause I, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't uncomfortable. They're all dead, and they lost that war, so they can't fight. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then they snuck that wine into your bag. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it, it followed me home somehow. <laughs> Last bit of revenge. <laughs> Jokes like on that, them. You're gonna have to call out on I was drinking it while I was watching a black man play tennis. So. <laughs> wow so oh, david's drink definitely has Shano. a story <laughs> yeah i i'm just i'm drinking a 394 ale smith ah all right so we are all have our drinks of choice and we are here today to talk about episode three of house of the dragon hope everybody's enjoying our coverage so far um but we start with another time jump. We're three episodes in, and we've already jumped through the timeline quite a bit. We are now starting three mm-hmm. years past the end of episode two. So we are starting in a situation where Alicent is queen, heavily pregnant, and Aegon, her first son, is two, and... Damon and Corlys Valerian are losing a war in the Stepstones, um, and that is where our episode starts. So I guess I actually am curious to see how everybody's feeling with all of these aggressive time jumps. I remember I said at first I wasn't sure if I was going to be okay with it. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm I don't. I haven't felt connected to anybody really. Like. When the episode started, and they were just like, oh, yeah, he's got your smile, he's got your nose. I'm like, the fuck are they talking about? And it's because there's a fucking two-year-old baby sitting there. And I'm like, where the, where the fuck did he come from? Yeah. I mean, I know where he came from. I know how babies are made. But, like, something <laughs> something interesting had know. to happen in those two years. Like, these men started a war and are losing aggressively yeah. to what they thought was going to be a pretty cut-and-dry thing. Um, yeah. and, they don't, and I know they don't really mention it in the, in the show too much. But I didn't realize, like, they were fighting such an overwhelming force that they were going to have that kind of problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I feel like a lot of stuff is getting left out in these time jumps, and I'm having to catch up to it and still find a way to be interested in the people in the story. Yeah, I feel like I wish there were other stories that they would focus on. I, again, we all know I'm not here for Allison, so I don't really ever I know she plays a big part of it you know carrying his kid or whatever but I feel like there are other people probably off to the side that have yeah. a better storyline but I wish I could see what's yeah. going on with them and in that background yeah. well because well, like they tell you like that old girl that got captured and like sold off to the pillow house she ends up running that fucking pillow house and then yeah. the city they could have given also, us some of that pretty, I love the name a pillow house I was like that's a pretty creative name for it yeah I like that that is creative 
But great catch, David, because I missed that entirely. <laughs> the pillow house? Yeah, well, not not the pillow house. The fact that she gets sold there and then ends up running the joint. Yeah, they keep, like, they'll name drop stuff. And I, we've seen it in Game of Thrones, and actually and my daughter is re-watching Game of Thrones, so I'm realizing now how much they name dropped references from House of the Dragon in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. I'm watching this, just like, okay, what show? Because I know there are spinoffs coming from other, you know, from other stuff. So I'm like, well, what shows are getting name dropped here? So, David, that makes sense. If you're saying that the person who runs that pillow house, this is probably, she's probably going to get name dropped throughout the show or references to her. Yeah. Maybe. Might get name dropped throughout the show. So, and it's, and also, I didn't read the books. I don't have a history book like Shauna. I didn't go down a YouTube rabbit hole like David. So I don't really know what happens. However, Game of Thrones actually tells me what happens. So I, yeah, yeah, I know what happens now. So I'm here now for the journey. But if they keep time jumping Mm -hmm. through the journey or kind of just showing us only what they want to see of it, like, it's just, I'm, why am I here? I think kind of a thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure okay. we'll get into it later, but I saw the preview for next week, and now I was like, oh, holy fuck, we're doing it again? And I just, I, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't fucking, yeah. That's fair. Mariah, how are you feeling about the time you whimey? Um, mm. I think you guys have made good points. I don't think I really thought about it. I mean, I, I think it's it's okay. I mean, I think they did an okay, well, not an okay job, but they, they try to explain a little bit of, of what was happening, and and maybe it's just not interesting. I mean, they were at a war for three years. I mean, maybe there's just nothing really interesting happening during that time. Um, that's worth telling, but I guess we'll never know. So either I can go either way. No preference. That's fair. I I just wanted to circle back on the point that Denise was making earlier about how there are other stories happening and we're not getting we're not we're not getting any coverage of it and I was Sorry, I don't remember what article I was reading today, but it made a good point that this show is not Game of Thrones in the sense that it is literally called House of the Dragon. The focus is on the Targaryens. Game mm-hmm. of Thrones' focus was on the War of the Five Kings, an entire continent at war. So you ca- you needed to know all of the warring factions and you needed to be brought into how they thought they deserved the Iron Throne and their rights to power. and all. So you had to get that inside view of so many of the, the big houses in Game of Thrones, whereas House of the Dragon is really the story of the Targaryens tearing themselves apart. So it really will be different in focus than what we're used to for a Game of Thrones show, even though there are so many similarities and it's in the same universe and they use the same theme song and all these things like it's it is going to be a little bit more myopic Um, yeah and i get that but there are just like for a casual viewer like me i kind of have to i had to rely a little bit more on articles like you said or the youtube videos to catch little things that i didn't catch during the show like the lannister guy i it didn't dawn on me that he's corvus's replacement I, it, yeah. it didn't hit oh. me in, until I watched a breakdown video after the end. But because they spent, they have to just jump right into it. It's like I have to I had no idea. pick things yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I didn't catch that either. Yeah, he's, he's Corliss's replacement because Corliss resigned in episode two. 
the Lannister is now yeah, the master yeah. of yeah the land he's the master of ships and that's why he's in this story front and center all of a sudden like that so the time jumping okay. and like I said the skipping of stories and just moving around a lot I yeah, I understand why they're doing it but you it yeah. you don't spend all the time on even the Targaryens backstory we're missing some of the stuff yeah yeah that makes sense all right so. I I definitely hear you, but let's let's do that. Let's shift our focus to the Targaryens because it is House of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, the I think it was in the opening sequence. Um, we are getting kind of like an insider's view of what's going on in the court in in the Red Keep in the throne room and everything, and mm-hmm. we get our first glimpse at an interaction between. <clears throat> Rhaenyra and Alicent and mm-hmm. I know I had a strong reaction I'm just gonna put that out there did anybody else have thoughts on that, our that, first check-in with our besties that tree scene yeah Rhaenyra was being petty as fuck yeah <laughs> she was being petty as fuck and I mean Alicent came outside and was like hey I mean we we getting ready to scoot and then Rhaenyra was like oh I'm a fucking attitude about it like come on man like it, I don't know there was a better, I guess there was a better way to handle that other than being a douche, but do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, for it to be two years or three years later and you're still three years, that yeah. Grudge, that's that's mm-hmm. just mentally yeah. taxing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, especially to somebody who, at least on the outside, seems to, like she's trying to be nice to you. Yeah, we see her defend her multiple times. So you have to assume that's happened in the last three years while people think this boy is going to be king like this is not the first time it's it's been brought up and i'm sure not the first time that she right. defended Rhaenerys. yeah because until her father says so even even allison is still on the on the same board like Rhaenerys going to be queen that, yeah. that's mm-hmm. it so yeah i felt bad for homeboy that was singing because all she had to do was say again <laughs> yes. rewind and he just went, you can see, he was out there stretching his hand. He was like, yo, I was like, how long? He was like, thank down? God the queen showed up. Yeah. But I mean, how was another song going to make his hand hurt less? You still have to play another song. like. Well, I mean, I know that, but I'm just saying <laughs> the wrong. fact that he's been down there. No breaks. Just like, again, like there's no breaks for him. She's like, start it over, play it again. And I'm like, oh, you can tell he just needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you rolling your eyes, David? Because, I mean... The nigga's whole job in life is to play guitar. Sit down, shut the fuck up, play the guitar. Like eight hours straight. Who knows how long she had him out there? Because you again, I don't know. With her, with her being petty and closed off, I feel like that's probably her spot. So Lord knows how long she sits out there under that tree. As I saw on Twitter, listening to smooth jazz. So it's like she she had him captive. He was out there stretching his hand. He needed a break. She could have done a different song, instrument switch, prompted an instrument switch. As we have learned this week. Uh, being a part of a monarchy means that you can just do whatever you want to people sometimes and she was like you're gonna sit there yeah. and play this guitar so that 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 was that was the bad thing that happened to him he had to play another song uh, okay. <laughs> his hand hurt shut up yeah yeah he he, he let everybody know his hand hurt <laughs> it was it was passive aggressive as fuck the way he did that too Same. he was like you want a different song she's like nah same song he was like ah Right. Rolled it hard. This is so funny to me because I thought for sure we were going to hear from Denise about how Allison rolled in and like pulled rank immediately. Oh, it was about like, well, the queen says stop. No, we all knew. We all saw that. We all knew it. 
And then that little line, and, and I think they did it in the coming up on um, after episode two, where she was like, there will be truth and peace. And when she sat up straight and said, I don't even know what she was saying. I was like, get over yourself. And, it, you know, we all know I don't like her. We all know I'm not going to like her. Trying to find the other things happening in that scene and homeboy trying to say, can we please switch the song or can I have a break? And Ray Ray like, nope, run it back. From the top. But Alice, but Allison's the dick in the scene. Overall. Even though even though Renera's general. the one who pulls rank first because he's like, What should I do? And she's like, your princess commands you to keep playing. And she and then Allison's like, Okay, I guess fine, we're having a dick measuring contest. So your queen says, Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Because the king wants us to leave. Like, I don't I don't understand how that's Allison's fault. <laughs> I didn't say anything was her fault. I said I don't like her. Shauna said Overall. I thought we were going to focus on Allison pulling rank. And I said, no, I'm not going to because we all know I'm not here for her. So just automatically assume anytime you see Allison, Denise thinks the worst. She's never Allison didn't pull ever. rank. She just reminded Renera that she could do the same thing she was doing, to, but to a greater degree. Allison could literally breastfeed Jesus. I would not give two shits about it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm never going to be here for anything she does. Never. <laughs> all right. But isn't she Cersei? I'm just joking. I know we're going to go down a rabbit hole. I just feel like there's a real Cersei energy that we're going to see from Allison. And I just, I cannot wait for the cognitive dissonance that we get to see from Denise on this one. Oh, you know I'm going to find sorry. a way to talk. I'm going to devil's advocate that shit. Don't you worry. I'm going to Johnny Cocker and turn that shit around. Don't you worry. Nope. So before their little pissing contest under the tree the episode starts with damon on his dragon right yeah like does doesn't the episode sure start does. with him um well, it, it's it starts with uh Kraxis out there but then it starts with because i know every episode we kind of find like a curb moment and to yeah. me it starts with what i thought was the curb moment where he's getting crucified or getting you know uh hammered to that pole Saying Prince Damon's gonna come, he's gonna save me, and then the dragon comes and yes. steps on. Oh my gosh! Oh, poor thing. But then we find yeah. out that even though this dragon was shooting fire two hundred feet in fucking front of him from the sky, uh, he can't shoot it fifteen feet inside of a cave. I don't know if there's an oxygen thing inside of the caves, or if it's like a rule for dragons they don't like shooting fire in caves. I, I don't know what the deal was there, but they're probably deep in there. Well, I mean, the way, what's his name, Drahar? He was standing basically like 15 feet inside of the cave. And the dragon was yeah. on the outside of the cave. And it was just like, I'm I'm only going to go 30% here. I'm not going to shoot as far as I can. And I understand that the caves, I guess, is an important thing because that means that the dragons can't get to him. But God damn it, at least, at least go further into the cave. I don't, I don't want to see you and the dragon in the same shot. And then believe that the dragon can't get you from 20 feet away yeah you've got to like mines of moria that shit where you have drilled so deep into that into those caves that yeah. no one can get to you unless it already lives there and will attack but you I, in your sleep i, I, I wanted i want to talk about seeing because damon's damon's irritated he, he's he's really frustrated and he's to the point now where he really doesn't give a fuck because he rode out there by himself um yeah he didn't have any backup he just he went out there and just started screaming for Jahar to come out so that they could fight. And wait, are you jumping to the end? Or you... No, no, no. At the beginning, when the when he when Jahar oh, goes sorry. into the cave 
And then the archers are on the hills on both sides, and right. then they start they start yes. shooting down him, and they catch him in the shoulder. Yes, yes, yes. Because Sorry. he's because he's being super careless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was running on emotion right there instead of strategy. And he's out there with with Caraxes just blowing fire everywhere he can find, and everybody else is in a strategy meeting, and. Mm-hmm. He's just totally mm-hmm. gone rogue. He's a rogue prince. He's he's a rogue general. Whatever he's, but he's totally playing. Like I'm gonna do this. I'm I'm over. I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then new black guys like he can't be in charge anymore. You know what's funny? I didn't realize. I honestly thought. You know, sometimes they'll switch people out without saying yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I could. I said, "What happened to Corliss? <laughs> the guy that played Corliss." I was like, "Why do we Lost get new Get him in a fighting shape, huh? I said, nope. we wouldn't notice. They replaced Corlin. <laughs> Did not occur to you that it was the 12-year-old boy you saw for 15 seconds in the first no, episode? No, no, no. no. Never again? Brother. No, the brother. Yeah, oh, the brother. Oh, the brother. Yeah. My yeah. bad, I thought you were talking about Lenore. No. A younger which, person. Which is a whole other been. fucking thing. Baymond? Why is, Le- why, is, why is Lenore 25 years old now? Because time. I mean, I don't know. But, You're right. It doesn't, it doesn't be... make sense. Because he should be it, the same age isn't... as Rhaenyra. And... and the same age as his sister, who was completely ineligible for marriage three years ago at 12. So he should be 15. They're twins. Right. This is insane. No, yeah. So that, that's, no, that's when the guy... Yeah. When the guy had suggested him, I was like, well, he's also 12. But then we seen him at the end. I was like, oh, no. Nah. He's That's a junior in college. A little bit older. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, not the same person I was thinking of. So that's and, yeah, weird. Yeah. And I don't mean to like jump around, but at one point in Viserys' frustration with Rhaenyra and her finding a husband... He yells at her like, "You're of age now. You're 17 or whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, "Is that an implicit admission that you married Alicent when she was in fact underage and 14? Because aren't they supposed to be the same or similar ages?" So Rhaenyra, three years after he marries his wife, is of age. Yeah, but he's. A, I mean, like, he's a king. So I gotta feel like he thinks it's different. At least it's still gross, totally, but but, just, but I was just. I was just like, Jesus Christ, though, like, I mean, but I guess the difference is that if he married the 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 other girl, he'd have to wait until she turned 14, but Allison already was yeah. 14, because he knocked her up right away. I don't know. It's all gross. I don't like it. All gross. Yeah. All gross. So, but yeah. Uh, one of the best scenes, David reading that letter. Oh yeah, he was sick of that shit. The letter on the, the mountaintop. Yeah. But that when the when the music kind of slowed down and everything went to slow motion, I said this isn't going to end well. Already. Oh uh, yeah. Already you, I mean, uh, you you just want to talk about like Damon's whole arc and then go back to the hunt, or because I mean that, that makes what? Yeah, let's do that. We're skipping okay. a lot. Yeah, we're skipping a lot, but I mean, we well, we can go we'll we can go back, back to the we'll hunt. Circle but, back. Yeah. So yeah, we'll circle back. What Denise is. Well, Denise is talking about. So they finally convince um, Viserys to send help because they're getting they're getting their asses kicked out there, and 
he said he sends uh Damon a letter basically saying, Okay, look, I'm gonna send you ships, I'm gonna send you troops. Um, I wanna see you come home safe. We're gonna get this we're gonna get this thing figured out. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't I guess what he partially doesn't realize is Dame is about fifteen seconds from his own men cutting his fucking head off anyway. Uh they're sick of him. Um mm-hmm. he's losing. Their their morale is shot. Corliss's brother is trying to start a mutiny. But worse than all that, if they lose this fight and his men turn on him, he'll no longer be the Prince of Dragonstone and he's gonna have to go back to his wife. So <laughs> I think he reads that letter. Yeah. He realizes what's waiting at home for him and he just lashes out and beats the shit out of that guy. <laughs> I mean, that was just the fire he needed to go and finish this. I mean, now that his brother's going to step in and save the day and he went out here on his own three years ago to do this to prove a point, it was like, no, we're just mm-hmm. going to finish this now. I about to say, it kind of makes you wonder if Sarah's even sent any reinforcements or if he knew that letter was just going to be what he needed because he despises him so much. Because like, Nah, I know it's gonna help him. Let's just let's just send this saying help is on the way. And that jump started. Because he it's it's interesting you say that because he did say about Rainier's he made a comment about like if he if he didn't tell her to marry uh Jason Lannister, then she would have ran off just to spite him. So it's almost like he's doing like re- reverse psychology on his brother, like you mentioned. Like, well I'm gonna tell him I'm doing this and that's gonna trigger him to to get this done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just thought, he probably did send it, but I was just like, it'd be funny if he really didn't and just knew that was going to be like the, I know what you need. Just the threat of me coming out there. David, you had a thought? Well, I mean, I guess so. I, from there, he, he sees the letter. He's like, fuck this. Puts his helmet on. No dragon. He gets on a fucking rowboat and just goes out there puts on a white flag, fakes a surrender, uh, turns into a, a, a fucking superhero and just starts cutting through guys. Yeah, like um, what? Not like Rambo. What's a Sylvester Stallone? What's the movie, like, with him out in the jungles just running around with the bandana Rambo. on? Oh, Rambo? I was, you know, I was thinking Rocky. I'm sorry. <laughs> you thought Rocky was in the jungle? with? No, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was Punching thinking people. Rocky. And I was like, I knew it wasn't Rocky. It was Rambo, but they accidentally said Rambo. But I was thinking Rocky. I've made a similar mistake with ginger and garlic before. (laughs) I really wanted one and thought it was the other. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a weird dinner. Wait, which one did you really want? And then, like, you really wanted ginger and then just got a bunch of garlic? No, opposite. I really wanted garlic and I got a bunch of ginger. And I was like, this is a different dinner than I thought it was going to be. Sometimes your brain and your <laughs> your brain and your logic don't connect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rocky and Rambo. Uh, yeah, he rambled that situation. He did. He solos so, that entire army. He solos the army, and and it gets to a point where he can't do it anymore. They start to surround him. Uh, Jaden Smith comes down to his dragon, and <laughs> no, and nobody sees him. Um. Well, actually, one of the the YouTube videos I was thinking of made a good point was that since his dragon is so white in the clouds and the smoke or everything, he kind of camouflages in. I I understand he's a flying beast. I get it. Well, I I think I think there were some scenes where Jahar was looking up, like he could hear him, but he couldn't see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And his dragon is named and Smoke. Which I'm not a fan of that name. Really? I like it. Well, I mean, it. I guess it makes sense now you think about the fact that there was a bunch of smoke and that's why they couldn't see him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, also because like, his like family his, his family is both like like seahorse is the emblem of the yeah. Valerian. I get it. It's just not, it's also not it's the least creative name. It was like he was the last of the litter and they just threw out that name just to give it to him, Sea Smoke. I think there are other lamer dragon names than Sea Smoke. No, probably not. I don't think there are lamer I dragon mean, riders. He looked like he was having too much fucking fun. <laughs> he, he, he didn't seem like he was in a fight. How long was he waiting to like get on his dragon? <laughs> he was giving like real never-ending story vibe. Nah, he was giving never-ending story vibes just riding out there. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You burn him in a lot. <laughs> yeah. Alright, buddy. And then and then in a moment of of what I can only like in a moment of like season eight level of judgment, uh Damon spots I, I keep I keep feeling like I'm fucking his name of Drahar. Is that his name? Drahar? Yeah. Yeah, okay. pronunciation so I can't confirm or deny, but the crab yeah. feeder is who you're crab referring feeder. to. Crab feeder, Red, yeah. Damon sees him. Damon sees him. Walks into the cave. Cut scene. This nigga's cut in half, and Damon's dragging the top half of his body out of the cave. Fuck you. Wait. I, fuck who? Th- whoever Why decided that. Whoever decided that what I didn't need to see was the climax of that fucking battle. Like, I didn't need to see this guy fight. I didn't need to see him get cut in half. Or I didn't get to see, I didn't need to see a conversation. Let's just cut all of that. Yeah. And let Damon come out covered in blood, hair stringy, white and red, and just walk him to the edge of the fucking shore. I, I was taken. disgusted. I was disgusted. Point taken. <laughs> it tracks with the three year drop. You only get to see a little bit. Yeah. I mean, blinks. that's a great point, Mariah. On it, and it really does. It's like there was a whole story that happened in that cave that we just didn't get to see. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was gonna say I have a question for the group, and that is, was that aside from the missing footage, like aside from missing the climactic fight, is it a little bit anticlimactic that the that the crab feeder has been built up over three episodes and then at the end he's just a torso and we see nothing. Yes. And, he, and we don't have, like, who's the villain now and we don't see the big bat. Like, what was, he was trumped up in the timeline over years for us over three episodes and now he's just a torso being dragged through the mud. Right. Is that disappointing? Very. Yeah. I named him as the, as the, the season villain. He's a villain. <laughs> I was like, he's it. He's the big bad this season. And then he didn't, didn't even to see him die. He didn't even make it out this episode. Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah, man. Yeah, really. Pretty fucked up. Like, so he didn't even Allison say anything. Well, no. Yeah. Like, the crowd feeder didn't even get to say anything. You didn't get to hear his motivation. You didn't get to... He, he he literally was just kind of like a peeping Tom, kind of. He just watched a bunch of shit and then got chopped in half. Pretty much. Yeah. Fed a whole bunch of people to crabs. Bunch of people. Then he was gone. Yeah, we we don't get to know his motivation at all. So they he spent doesn't more even time really, like, showing me that. 
It's true. We saw more footage of people eating or crabs eating people than we did of any kind of actual conflict or consideration from the crab feeder himself, which really is frustrating because he's not a hero. He's not an anti-hero. He's not a villain. He's not an anti-villain at this point for me. He's not anything because we don't know why he's doing what he's doing. We don't know anything about him. He's not. I don't know if he's a good fighter or if Damon really just went in there and stared him in his eyes and went, stay still and cut him in half. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. That was disappointing for me. Yeah. <sighs> well, another another disappointing thing is that uh, apparently Rickon didn't read his history books and learn how to zigzag away from those arrows. Because I feel like Damon had that down too, and, until he couldn't any longer. He had that down pretty well. That's science. Of running without getting hit by arrows, so. Well, Damon's Rickon. a fighter. Rickon's a scared little kid. Damon's Damon's a grown man who's been fighting his whole life. He was he was a captain of the King's Guard and fucking all this other shit. He's been fighting since he was little. Rickon's been a slave, was a slave basically, and then just got set free. He didn't had a he didn't had a spirit. And he didn't have nobody to go home to that he hated. So I mean, <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't learn the survival techniques like Damon did. <laughs> I just know I saw that scene. I was like, oh, Rick Khan should have learned this this zigzag pattern. Oh well, R.I.P. Rick Khan. <laughs> we hardly knew you. <laughs> I mean, really, but you just hung out with Shaggy Dog in the sh- in the shadows. And the D-plot for a long time. <laughs> Poor thing. The D-plot of the Starks. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so... Unless anybody has any, like, last things to say about the crab feeder and or Damon, probably do need to spend some time circled back to the hunt and the celebration of Aegon, the namesake of this episode... Um, because there's like some light treason happening where people are pissed at Viserys because he has this son and he's not named him heir. And I don't remember which house lord it is, but I do believe it's like Otto's brother who's like, well, Aegon is second of his name. And technically, you don't get to be second of shit unless you're the actual king. So light treason calling him Aegon the second. Um, but that's really the driving force in this plot line with Viserys and Rhaenyra and um, the High Towers is it's Aegon's second birthday. They went out for a hunt to celebrate his na- second name day, and just all sorts of chaos erupts. So, which branch of the chaos would you like to discuss first? Who's got feelings? Viserys doesn't want to be there. Um, I don't mean he doesn't want to be there. Like he doesn't want to be celebrating his son's birthday. Uh, Viserys does not want to talk about any of this. He doesn't want to talk about the hunt. He doesn't want to talk about uh what's going on in the Stepstones. He doesn't want to talk about Mary Renee Renee off without too much trouble. Like like he like he just wants to be there for the party, and that's it. And all this other shit is just annoying the fuck out of him. Every time somebody tries to talk to him about something else, you can see it in his face. He's like, God damn, one more time with this shit. And 
yeah, it, it's it's a anno- it's annoying to me that as much as he yells at her about her responsibilities, he makes it so obvious to everyone around him um, that he is not equipped to lead pretty much. Well, you're totally right. He's right back to season one, Viserys, where he's like, I got a boy. I got a boy. And he, all he wants to do is be like a boy dad and not deal with any of the actual politics that comes with being king. He just wants to be there to be like, I got a kid. I got a boy. That's the most important thing to me. I just want to be like in that zone, in that lane. Anything outside of the fact that my baby boy is turning to, I don't want to hear it. Mm. Right. I, yeah, Viserys, this for that entire, starting from the beginning to just everything, like you said, he was stressing me out with how much he was getting stressed out. Um, so they did a good job conveying that. Um, started to get uh, PTSD from hunts and drinking a lot of wine. So I was like, someone needs to tell him to slow down, especially if he's going to go out and do this whole hunting thing. Um, I just, I think we talked about it last time. I'm just getting a little tired of hearing how everything is their duty and how, you know, him shoving down to Ray that she kind of has to do this because she, she, no one's above duty. No one's above it. And he just screams it so much. Yeah. I don't, I just, he, I, I, I hate to wish death on anybody, but I'm just like, I wish he would just go ahead and just succumb. Kind of, and speaking of time jump, you know, David brought it to my attention. I didn't catch it. He's got two missing fingers now. So he literally is falling apart from the last time we've seen him. Absolutely. He's super stressed out. He, he, he's, he's mentally checked out of this. Um, but yeah, like you said, he has his boy. So he's kind of, but then he starts to even doubt and question that. Um, I don't know. I hate the people he has around him. I will say that. I don't think he's got one loyal person that I love who's that so strong. Everyone else, I just, I'm not a fan of anyone he has around him. That's his choice. Yeah, I know. Which he's, every choice he's made has just been a bad choice. (laughs) Including the people he keeps around him. A person who literally gave, who who was pledged loyalty to your daughter is two episodes later saying hey we got to get this kid in power do what you got to do and it's also very telling that because you think that Otto is the mastermind to some of this stuff but seeing that he's getting fed information too so someone's using him just like he's using the king so it's just it's real messy oh my god no wonder that man is stressed yeah you're not you're not wrong like the whole the whole vibe of the the name day celebration, the hunt, it's all whispers and murmurs. And I mean, everybody is saying the inside things out loud in the sense that they are all saying, why isn't this little boy the heir? How can we make him king? And Rhaenyra is right there. She's hearing all of it. And she's been hearing all of it for three years since he was born or two years since he was born. So she's at the end of her rope. Um, but it really is, it's, it's everyone, everyone is doing this. The thing about Viserys though, is he gets pissed when he's like, everyone's talking about this and no one's talking to me about it. And who's my heir? My heir is Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
Yeah, I feel like if you are having this outburst now, you've really super been checked out. Like, mm-hmm. this is not new, but maybe he's at the end of his rope. Maybe he has been hearing about it for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish what he told that Lannister kid is what he would tell everybody. Because the I Lannister agree. kid, I can't think of his name, but when he was just like, you know, yeah, and he was like, Jason. she was great. And he was like, yo, are you questioning my decision? He he pulled rank on him, but to everyone yes. else, he'll listen to them and kind of get yeah. shut down. And I just wish, I feel like if he just said to everyone what he said to that person, you wouldn't be running around stressed all day. That should have been a public proclamation. Yeah. That should have been yeah. him coming out and saying, we are here to celebrate my son's name day. However, we are not here to name a new heir. It's been decided. No, I already did that shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't do it just because I needed to replace Damon. I didn't do it just because I didn't have a son. I did it because I believe in her. I know she can do it. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. But he's still conflicted. He's still undecided, which we yep. see during his speech, which he sees when they mention totally. the white stag. A little bit of hope. And then that was then he turned out to be white. So then he after was that day, I, I just he's just he Yeah. I know Shana, yeah. you mentioned how big he is on dreams and visions and he is he he relies on them, I think, just a little bit too heavily. And I think that's why he's so confused. Rather than seeing just what logically isn't in front yeah. of him and in day to day life. He's waiting too much for these dreams and visions to come to him. And at the same time that you're waiting for all this to yeah. happen, you literally have a pot of crabs mm-hmm. around you trying to get out, you know, just, just, they're all just fighting over each other just to get to that top and to get out. I just, he's out. He's, yeah. And I love how Otto like <clears throat> manipulates like, oh, I'm, I've never been one for signs, but this is the one like, okay, Otto. Oh my God, Mariah, same. Said that most, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, you're not one for superstition unless it gets your grandson on the throne, throne, bitch. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about visions. We're talking about lore and legend and everything in this world. So I think we need to talk about the white stag in the room, the white heart, as they refer to it on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody who is Team Aegon Air takes the sign that the white heart shows up on this hunt as a sign that he should be yeah. the heir. Now. Yeah. Otto could not could wait to not share the news. Wait. Jump right now, in there. And I, and I don't know if any, again, I have the history books, but it, the white hearts, let's talk about this for a second. The white stag was basically like the king of the wood. Before dragons showed up, in Westeros, this was the king of the legendary beasts. So there's not a more powerful being that anybody can mm. think of. Mm-hmm. However, in a lot of lore, not exclusive to, to Westeros, but in a lot of lore, like, you don't kill those legendary beasts. Like, it's it's a bad omen to kill them. And yet all these men are out here like, let's go kill the White Heart in the name of Aegon. Um, And I think it's worth having a discussion around how the White Heart is treated, what ends up being substituted, and who ultimately sees the White Heart and how they get out of that situation. So, open to the floor. What'd you guys think of that through line? He was born as shit. (laughs) 
I mean, and and the, <laughs> like, and I know, and like I said, I know I'm supposed to feel something. Um, but I think, like I said, the 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 time jumps and just like diving, diving this far into it, we're three hours into the show, and I'm already supposed to care about all this stuff over, I guess, a period of what four years now at this point between the beginning of episode one and midpoint of episode three. Like, I like, I don't, like, I don't give a shit because I know that it's not going to go how they're setting it up. Like he, like he may, he's maintaining, you know, Renera is still the heir or whatever. No, no, she's fucking not. The entire kingdom is telling you she's not. So like, like yeah. why, like why, why am I getting invested in this? I, I can't force myself to do it. Yeah. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think they took on the 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 Viserys is is conflicted theme a little too much. They drug that out this episode in more than one way, which I thought was weird. Like it just, I wish they hadn't spent so much time on that. And yeah, I that you know sense. I don't and I don't care for hunting anyway. So that whole we could have skipped that entire scene altogether. So, I think the hunting scenes are interesting because we see Rhaenerys kill an animal, then we see Viserys kill an animal, and then we see Damon slaughter the crab feeder. And each of those moments were very different, and Rhaenerys and Damon's were very king and queenly, like they were very powerful. While Veneris had to do it twice, and the guy had to come over and whisper to him, "Oh, just just right there, you'll get him." So like cowardly and weak. So I think it's another little thing that they're throwing in to kind of show, kind of foreshadow into the future of the next episode and kind of who they are, because we already know Veneris is not like her father, and Damon is Damon. So I think those scenes were. I don't know if they would be important because they're things that we already knew, but it just kind of reassures what we kind of already thought of what kind of leaders they are. 100%. That is 100% accurate. Um, You see Viserys unable to kill not even the white heart, but just a big stag without hesitation and backstepping and all these things. Rhaenyra takes out that boar while it's like on top of her, like, stabs the fuck out of it, like, covered in blood at the end. She's in close quarters fighting for her life, and she will will come out of this battle on top. And then, same with Damon. The thing is, we don't see Damon. So, again, it does feel like something is lacking. Like, it does feel like a power move to come out with somebody's half a body, yeah. but we don't see how it goes down. But to see the fight would have been more dramatic and absolutely. more powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it does feel like they take a little bit of power away from Damon in that sense. But for all of those lords to stand around and watch what happened with Viserys and and the stag that he had to take a while to to take down. I'm sorry, Denise. Just recapping the episode. I mean, you know. Um, but then they. But then Rhaenyra <laughs> comes strolling through camp covered in blood uh yes and not doesn't yep. say a thing but that boar is walking i don't know if it's a friend of her but more behind her but everyone's looking at that boar and they're like uh, i guess nobody else killed that it's so i think she gained a little bit of respect like a little kind of like 
oh, okay. Like, she obviously did that. She is covered in blood. While King over here had to be whispered to how to, like, kill the stag. I don't know. I, I think she gained a little respect I don't there. know if it was respect across the board, but definitely turned a couple of heads that were important. And we'll see that play out in later episodes. I yeah. think, if anything, she put a target on her back. Yeah. Like an even yeah. bigger one than she already has. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she got respect. But I think she did, but only from a couple. And that and that adds to like the whole civil war element, right? Like different people view power in different lights. So some people are looking at the high towers yeah. like they're getting power the quote unquote right way. And other people are looking at Renera taking out a boar and again this whole world is steeped in symbolism and you know magic and lore so like her just taking that knife and taking out that boar I'm sure others were like now that that is the type of power I can get behind but again it's just it's driving a wedge between we have this heir who can do that and we have this baby (laughs) what are you gonna do Yeah. yeah you have a baby yeah, so I mean, after that, what hunts yeah. over? They get back to King's Landing, and I finally got. Wait, the, I wait. finally saw the little. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say the only other thing before we move on from the hunt. The last thing that happens when they're all out in the wilderness is Rhaenyra is the white stag appearing to Rhaenyra, yeah. which again is yeah. incredibly important because all these men were out there hunting it. They wanted to take it down, kill it, mount its head, put it on a wall and say yeah, it's Aegon. She not only saw it, and we've just seen her murk a boar, so we know she's capable, and she goes, nah. We're gonna let yep. this majestic creature go. Because she could have killed it and brought it back and been like, I'm, here's the sign. She, here it yep. is right in front of you she chose, she not, chose to. not to it's like quiet it's the quietest power move but she that that is where yeah. it harkens back to like older heroes like the true heroes in this world know that that's not something to destroy it's something to respect and acknowledge and let go and yeah. she did all of those things Denise yeah I get thoughts. it but then again just to go back to David's point why did we see it to maybe solidify that she but she is supposed be. to be queen, like she is supposed to be the heir. Well, us that no, didn't I mean, read I, the books or the history, we I have hope mean, to I hang on to. Just like I said, just... As someone who doesn't done anything, someone... it's kind of a hope. I mean, I kind of know what's really going on, but it's kind of a little yeah. bit of a hope. As to someone be like, who has seen oh, two episodes of Game of the, Thrones, the sign. Yeah, I and... thought you were rewatching Game of Thrones. They tell you in Game of Thrones more than once how this all ends. They cut Ned Stark's head off. You know she's I not know, gonna be- <laughs> but it's just the hope. Or it's the hope, people. It doesn't matter what we saw in Game of Thrones. It's like you want to. Ha- I, I want to hang I, I on to that. You say like we know what's going to happen, so we care about the story of how they get there. So with that in mind, I'm just like, why are you showing me little moments like this? So I think I may have talked about this on a separate podcast, but if you look at like the trajectories of stories. A tragedy is something where everything starts out well and in a good place, and then it just progressively goes to hell. Whereas a comedy is something where everything is 
not great and it just progressively gets better but in a hilarious way so i feel like this adds to the tragedy of rhaenyra because she is in a good position and we as the audience can see she is a worthy queen like heir she's worthy she can be there she can do the job and we are going to progressively see her kind of be belittled and badgered and brought down to a point where like we have to question that so i i do think it does add to the story in a sense that everyone's working against her but we know her internal moral code her you know her her trajectory should be toward Mm -hmm. the throne and we're gonna see that not play out in the way that she deserves and i think that that adds to the tragedy of her character yeah spoilers (laughs) (laughs) thoughts concerns feelings how are we doing no, just two non-important parts at all. I just want to touch on the, the, the them going to the um, to the hunt, um, and while they're there, uh, the maids that were in the cart with them when Allison was talking about the pregnancy, and they kind of like rolled their eyes a little bit, and they were just total like the people that I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to be a maybe a servant in those times, but like to be the fly on the wall when all the royal like drama is happening, those maids are totally in it. And I loved it. It was so funny. They were like, Ooh, I just, it was, it was just too good. So that <laughs> they were funny. And then the chatty Cathy's like all the women sitting around, like just spewing the rumors that their husbands told them. And then Rainier just snaps back and was like, bitch, just eat your cake. You know what the fuck you're talking about. I haven't had a pug. Yeah. I was like, they got pugs? That was cute. <laughs> they pugs got dragons. They can good. have pugs. Yeah. I just wonder why pugs. They're just not... They're so weird. I don't know. Wow. This is not the Denise I thought would be showing up today. She is not into an animal <laughs> right now. You're not. You are not well. My friend Denise, please go to bed after this. If you are talking down, talking down to animals, come on, go to bed. But as soon as Jason Lannister identified himself, I was like, that snake, that whole family's been snakes since the beginning. Same. Just showed up. Oh, he can be my lady wife. I was like, oh, no, she can't. So I guess before we sign off, at the end of this episode, Viserys does what Viserys does, which is leads with his emotion and with not a political bone in his body because he's missing two fingers now. So yeah. literally his bones are falling off his body because he's so bad at politicking and king, kinging. Um, but he tells Rhaenyra, you do not have to worry. You are my heir. You're a pain in my ass, but you're my heir. Yeah. And I got to marry who I love, 14-year-old Alicent, your best friend. So I want you to be able to marry who you want. So my question to the group is, do we think this is actually going to play out the way that he is presenting it? No, you tell a teenage girl to go do whatever she wants to do. She's going to do just that. He shouldn't have 
that was the wrong move. I will say before he even said that, though, I had an audible gasp moment when uh, Ray pretty much said to him, if you were doing this for just your duty, you would have married the 12-year-old baby. And he said, yeah, yeah you're right. And I yeah. hollered. Because I was like, oh, no. Because I think yeah. she, I don't think she expected him. I, I don't know what she expected. But the look on her face, the way he said it, I just, I, that scene fucked me up. Yeah. So like, where's the lie? Why not? But I think it just, yeah, it no, for her he, to, he knew. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you say things to somebody in an argument, not expecting them to agree with it. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, I, I wavered. I married who I wanted, not, I, again, another weak moment as usual from him, so no surprise. And honestly, Sir Christian's the only match that I could see for her. And I mean, probably never going to happen, but I don't, I mean, if she was going to go with her heart and who she wanted, because she doesn't want to get married, they seem to have created a relationship over the last three yeah. years. And that's who I would assume she would choose if it was going to go against everything that everybody would want yep. her to choose. So, yeah, I mean, but he can't, he can't fuck though, right? Because he's in the King's Guard. He can't mm-hmm. have kids. No, he can't. He can't marry and he, he can't have kids. But. Oh, okay. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Air quotes. Related, I finally saw the sex scenes on the walls. So. I feel like oh. we're part of the club now. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, you. Allison has, Allison tries <laughs> to have, like, some power moves and, like, and it's nice to see her talking back to Viserys, like, stop being such an idiot. But it does take away from it when there's, like, a threesome happening over her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, playing, they're fast and loose with that. So, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's just straight up pornography on, on, on all the walls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we know who um, Otto wants to her to marry that was the two year old. So that was that a was that should have got him banned and exiled. Like, that suggestion. I can't. He tried it, but I mean, I to mean, me, you cannot be my king's I, hand making dumbass suggestions like that. Like that is the no, you gotta go. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be giving me the best advice I've ever heard in my life, and you come at me. And tell me that my daughter needs to marry her two-year-old brother. In that world, yeah, brothers marry sisters, especially in Targaryens. And, like, again, they wouldn't have to fuck until he's 14. I can't believe I have to say these things in this podcast. These fucking I know, but, but Otto knows. rules just make me cringe. <laughs> God. Otto knows how Viserys... What, like what he feels and you know about the situation so for him to make the suggestion to him knowing that he just doesn't follow or doesn't want to follow any traditional guidelines was just really left field and almost just like he was willing to say anything in the hopes that Aegon well, and it was king. super weird and creepy anyway, because those two old men had a whole conversation about how to have happy fucking daughters, and one of them is literally fucking the other's daughter. It's weird and creepy and gross, and it is entirely out of step with all of the advice that he gave Viserys when he was trying to find a queen, which is, I don't envy you, and this is really hard for you. But, like, now it's Rhaenyra's turn. No, I it's know. like... 
get her in line and get her to marry her two-year-old brother. Oh, yeah. Marry the two-year-old. That's a smart play. I'm telling you now, I'm not playing anymore. And so it's just, I don't know. It is really frustrating to see it play out because it's like, how are you this thick? How? Yeah. What's the name of the other guy that suggested Lenore? Because he also seems to have the king's interest at heart because early in the other episodes, he's yeah. really co-signed Lord on the Strong. right things. And we haven't really, I don't know who really know yeah. who he, Lord Strong. I don't really know much about him. And I feel like that's one of those storylines of like people that we should know more about. Because he seems to be pro-king here and really helping him out with... Well, in that same scene, when, I just when he was talking to her about, about who uh, he thought she should marry, the king even says, like, oh, I, I bet you want her to marry your son. Um, I think it's like Bone, bone Breaker yeah. or, or... Bone Breaker, yep. Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, Bone Breaker. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. So, I mean, I, he's the, I mean, I know he's in the king's uh, small council, but... Um, is that what it's called? Small council? And small circle? It small is, it is the small. It is the small yeah. council, and you're yeah. right. And Lord Strong shows up in every episode saying the the things that we as the audience would agree with. Like, yeah, that is the right match. Yeah, that is good advice. Like, he's the only one that's doing yeah. that. That being said, Bonebreaker, even though it's, again, because we're not really taking our eyes off the Targaryens for for very long, but in the scene where Tar- where Rhaenyra rolls into camp covered in blood like a fucking badass bitch, she, mm-hmm. everybody's giving her dirty looks except Bonebreaker. He looks at that girl. Is he the one pulling the, like, skin he off the He looks at her and he's just like, oh, shit, look at her. He looks at her like Tormund looks at Brienne of Tarth, just stupid grin. But, yeah, he, in that mo- like, Lord Strong is like, nah, the, the smart match is a Valyrian. Like, mend the bond. Your houses are divided and everyone can see that that's a weakness. You need to get the Valyrians back on your side. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna start saying the gods are punishing me if I have a hangover <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> well, we know that they punished David on Tuesday. Nah, that was that was my ancestors for drinking that that racist ass. The Confederate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you knew better. I did. <laughs> All right. Last thoughts on episode three before we close. Man, two and a half dragon eggs. I think they. I I know that on the on the episode three summary they promised like this one is the rebirth like this was the end of their childhood period and episode four is going to be their rebirth and them stepping out so maybe we'll get back to the action in episode four yeah. but two and a half yeah. dragon eggs from Denise Mariah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's four. Okay. Four okay. eggs. I think it. I think it. It had some good. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like not spiritual, but like um, metaphors. Like I had good like things happening, and I. I feel like every episode though was kind of like okay. Well, the next episode is going to be good. Okay, the next episode is going to be good, and I think this one is just kind of equal with the other three. Like things happen in each one that are going to progress it to the next steps so it's kind of just equal with everything that i've seen so far 
All right. That's okay. that's a fair assessment. David, what do you think? How many dragon eggs? Uh, I'm comfortable with three. It, Like I said, I mean, if I could have gotten that fight scene between Damon and Jay Hart, it would it, have been a five. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like, like there were there were a lot of dead points during the hunt. Like they really dragged some shit out. Um, and I feel like if it was important or stuff I needed to know, that would have been one thing. But Viserys is a bitch. I get that. I didn't need twenty five minutes of him being a bitch to tell me he was a bitch. You've done it the last two episodes. Like I, I didn't need right. that. Yep. Um, I didn't need twenty minutes of Renera being sick of this shit. She's been doing that for the last two episodes. I get that yeah. too. Uh, they could have took that time and put it towards that battle at the at the end of the episode and really sold it, because so much of that fight was Damon just like, "Look, I'm not taking your fucking help. I don't want your help. I'm not yeah. doing it. I'd rather go out there and die alone." Then wait for your fucking ships to come and embarrass me in front of my men. And for for him to get the victory that he wanted from that, and then for them to just be like, man, you don't need to see that. T- yeah. Tune in. Yeah, tune it in next so week. Maybe, maybe we'll show you yeah. a real fucking fight. It was, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with four because ugh. I'm kind of blending the Evans siblings' criticisms, but taking (laughs) some of Mariah's merit points. uh, In that, I feel the loss of the crab feeder. Yeah, Symbolism. That's it. Symbolism is what gets me to a four. Because I do feel the loss of the crab feeder as a villain and with no fanfare whatsoever and like i get it we're game of thrones we subvert expectations we're gonna do things off screen that should happen on screen cal drogo's gonna die because of a scratch like i get it but like i I just it was so anticlimactic it it took away so much from why he was a villain or what his mission was like i just i don't know i didn't i didn't love that but the symbolism of the white stag um, the visual of Viserys, Rhaenyra, and Damon's off-screen killings really stood out to me in terms of who's really got the grit, who's really a good ruler. All of that really resonated. Um, so I'm going to go with a solid four. Yeah. Four, four dragon eggs out of five. I'm glad that that was your example. Because that was an example of what they could have done, I think. And I feel like there was no reason to rush it. Because Drogo's death took two episodes. And it was towards the end of that season, I believe. And at the end of his death, the person who killed him got burned in a pyre. And she went in with him. Came out with her dragons and everything. Like, like it, 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 it wasn't uh-huh. cut scene. It was, like, his death was slow and painful. And we felt it. We felt her pain. And then what she did to the witch that killed him and all that stuff. And I feel like they went the opposite way with Damon. Like, we got to see um, Daenerys, like, really be born in that moment. And yep. if what they wanted for us was to see Damon emerge from that cave, a new man, it didn't It didn't happen. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for pointing that yeah. out. I didn't go that far with it, but you are 100% right. And I would say that is what they wanted. Him emerging from that cave, covered in blood, dragging a torso. They wanted mm-hmm. that Daenerys birthing dragons moment. And you're right. It didn't It didn't hit. didn't hit the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe Sunday when they jump seventeen years into the future or some shit, it'll it'll be different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to our coverage of House of the Dragon, uh, second of his name, episode three. We will be covering episode four as well. We are trying to release these as quickly as possible. Be patient with us because we're doing it for you. Leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah, leave us a review. We have five reviews? We have four. We need more reviews. We have nine! You're listening. Leave the review. She's going to cut all this out. She's like, you said five. Well, on Apple, we have nine. I don't know how much we have anywhere else. Five. Alright. We're looking for five or ten stars, whatever the option gives you. Five. Where's JK?